This is Julie D. from NordoniaHills.News. The Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another awesome edition of the Cleveland Sports Show on a Sunday morning here in Macedonia, Ohio. Sorry if my voice sounds a little off today. I've been dealing with um, with uh, allergies uh, these last few days, but I'm fine and I am ready to inform all of you Cleveland sports fans on some of the biggest news in uh, Cleveland sports going on right now. But first, let's give you an update on Ordonia Knights local football here, who came and the Knights came up with a huge, very very late game winner um, at home against Stowe Monroe Falls this past Friday, uh, 31 to 28, the final score. Knights were trailing 24 28 with under, what, 50 seconds remaining, and the Knights score a touchdown on a brilliantly executed play to eventually win the game 31-28. to The Knights are now 3-4 and on the season. Their next game will be in Brexville, uh, Brexville Broadview Heights, where they will face the Bees. Now, the Bees are 5-2 and overall and 4-0 and against their conference opponents, so we'll see what the Knights have uh, to stir up against Brexville this upcoming Friday. And now, let me get you informed on our Sports Fact of the Week. Today is October 13th, and on this day in 1963, the St. Louis Cardinals come from behind to fell the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-23 at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. Now, trailing 23 to nothing, Cardinals quarterback Charlie Johnson links up with tight end Jackie Smith on a 55-yard pass with 3.48 left to cut the deficit to 23-17. There are only five seconds remaining when Johnson completes a 28-yard pass to wide receiver Bobby Joe Conrad to tie the score at 23-23. Then Jim Bacon kicks the extra point for the victory to give the Cardinals a 24-23 comeback win against the Steelers. We have a lot of NFL news for you towards the end of our show, but let's get you caught up with the MLS very quickly. The standings are final. The standings are in. New York win the Eastern Conference, more specifically NYCFC, 64 points on the season with 18 wins, 10 draws, and 6 losses. Atlanta comes in second with 58 points. The defending champs picked up 18 wins, Four draws, 12 losses on the season. Philadelphia Union, 55 points, thanks to 16 wins, 7 draws, and 11 losses. Toronto came in with 50 points, uh, 13 wins, 11 draws, 10 losses. D.C. United, that same uh, number of points, 50. Actually, same overall record as Toronto FC, 13, 11, and 10. The New York Red Bulls and New England conclude that top 7 standing for you in the Eastern Conference, and no surprise, ladies and gentlemen, LAFC cruised to the Western Conference crown this year in the MLS, 72 points to finish the season, 21 wins, 9 draws, and only 4 losses on the season. In second place behind them is Seattle, with 56 points thanks to 16 wins, 8 draws, and 10 losses, Real Salt Lake comes in third, 16 wins, 5 draws, 13 losses for 53 points. Minnesota is in fourth place in the finishing, 15 wins, 8 draws, and 11 losses 
LA Galaxy, Portland, and FC Dallas conclude that top seven standings uh, standing list for you in the MLS. Now we're going to discuss the Audi Cup playoffs, which begin this uh, next weekend. October 19th is the big day. But first, let's conclude and wrap up the Ohio MLS team seasons. Neither of them making the playoffs um, for quite obvious reasons. Too much losing. Now, let's discuss the last game for the Columbus crew, which was in Toronto at BMO Field. The crew losing that game one to nothing this past Sunday. A 58th-minute goal from Alejandro Pozuelo for Toronto gave Toronto FC the lead, and the crew could never quite find their way back, and Toronto wins the game one to nothing. That concludes the crew's season. Hopefully, we see something better next year from them, and I am definitely hoping that we can see much better from FC Cincinnati next year. A 0-0 draw to finish out their last game in Washington, D.C. against D.C. United. However, in the 41st minute, Jose Gao of FC Cincinnati with, uh, was received a red card, and something even more bizarre happened after that. Just three minutes later, Ronald Lama of FC Cincinnati was also given a red card. Two red cards before halftime, right before halftime. That's quite something that I don't think any of us soccer fans have really ever seen before. Now, the game was eventually 0-0, so you do have to give credit to FC Cincinnati for being being able to hold on. Now, that means when a player does get a red card that they are ejected from the game, and that team is subject to play with one less player. So, FC Cincinnati were basically playing with two less players than normally than they would normally have on the field. Now, you could say that ending 0-0 on a tie is with, you know, two less players on the field is an accomplishment in itself. But just the overall season of FC Cincinnati has been pretty dismal. Same thing for the crew. Columbus finished in 10th place in the Eastern Conference with 10 wins, 8 draws, and 16 losses. Rather mediocre for 38 points. And then FC Cincinnati finishes bottom of the MLS Eastern Conference. 6 wins, 6 draws, 22 staggering losses on the season. Only 24 points for FC Cincinnati. Now to wrap up our MLS news, let's talk about the MLS Audi Cup playoffs, which are finally here. Like I said, next weekend they finally begin. Our slate of games include um, Toronto FC and DC United, that matchup. Uh, Philly and the New York Red Bulls is another matchup in the East. Atlanta and New England is the third matchup in that MLS Eastern Conference. Now, because here's an interesting rule in the MLS. If you get first place in your conference, you automatically move on to the next round. So, LAFC, who were in first place in the Western Conference, are automatically guaranteed a spot in the conference semifinals. Same thing with NYCFC. They are automatically granted a spot in the Eastern Conference semifinals because they one first place in the Eastern Conference of the MLS. But let's go to the other side of the bracket for the West first round matchups. We have Minnesota taking on the LA Galaxy. October 19th, um, we have Real Salt Lake and Portland kicking off their series. And then that same day, Seattle will be taking on Dallas. 
We will keep you updated with all of these MLS scores and highlights and give you up-to-date uh, news and information on the MLS Audi Cup playoffs. We're going to switch gears here from soccer to basketball. We're going to have one large basketball chunk here at the Cleveland Sports Show. And let's get it started off with um, a historic night that happened this past Thursday. Basketball fans, I wonder if you can guess what happened. That's right, the WNBA season is over, and the crown will go to the Washington Mystics. Elena Deladon winning her first WNBA championship. The five-game series concluded this past Thursday with the Mystics winning 89-78. to The Mystics outscoring the Connecticut Sun 14-27 to in the fourth quarter to pull away and eventually win the game by 11. For the Washington Mystics, Elena Deladon, uh, the superstar, in 37 minutes put in 9 rebounds, 2 assists, and 21 points total. Um, Emma Messamin, uh, 27 minutes, 30, uh, 3, or excuse me, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, and 22 points for the Game 5 victory. Congratulations to the Washington Mystics. I put that on my Twitter account as well. Congrats to the 2019 WNBA champion, the Washington Mystics. And Washington, this is probably going to be the only basketball championship uh, you get um, for a while because I don't think the Wizards are going to be doing anything great this year. So, you have one basketball championship to uh, celebrate. Don't get cocky and think you're going to get another one. I'm just just pointing that out there. But if you're a Cavs fan, you're a little optimistic uh, this week because after this week, your team is 1-1 one one on the season. Let's start with the Cavs' very first game of the preseason, an 89-120 demolition of the San Lorenzo Ravens. They are from Buenos uh, Aires, Ar Argentina. And uh, the San Lorenzo Ravens were the champions of that basketball league in Argentina. And the Cavs just poured it on. Let's be 100% honest here. Foreign teams uh, from outside the United States really never stand a chance against these um, NBA professional teams. Um, we saw the Houston Rockets destroy the Shanghai Sharks. I can give you um, other examples as well. But let's just focus on the Cavs for now. I am very optimistic and pleased with what I saw this past Monday night against San Lorenzo. The Cavs did trail heading into the second quarter, 24-21. The biggest lead, though, for San Lorenzo was only 6. Guess what the biggest lead was for the Cavs? 31. The Cavs outscored San Lorenzo 43-29 to in the second quarter and pulled away even more in the fourth quarter, uh, outscoring San Lorenzo 30-15 to to eventually win the game 120-89. to The Cavs shot 50, uh, about 52% from the field, 33%, uh, 33-34% uh, from the three-point line, and made a lot of their free throws. 15 of 17, which, which is equivalent to 88% of uh, the free throws made for the Cavs. 
a great way to start the season for the Cavs. Then they headed to Detroit um, this past Friday to take on the Pistons, Blake Griffin and all of them. The Cavs losing that game 109-105. to uh, The Cavs were outscored 31-15 to in the fourth quarter. And we're actually doing very well dominating the game, but as I said, that fourth quarter just really killed the Cavs, and they eventually lost the game 105-109. to Now, here are some players that I've been extremely pleased with these first two games for the Cavs. You know, Jordan Clarkson, you know, you guys know how much I praised him last year. Just picking up where he left off uh, again. 17 points this past Monday against San Lorenzo. Um, 6 for 11 from the field in 19 minutes. And ladies and gentlemen, Tristan Thompson has had a great first two games. In 25 minutes against San Lorenzo, he put up 14 points, uh, 7 of 12 overall from the field with 10 rebounds and 3 assists. He then uh, picked that up again this past Friday against Detroit. In 29 minutes, he put up 8 rebounds um, and assists to go along with eight or 15 points. Excuse me. Matthew Delvadova has been a solid backup point guard uh, consistently for the Cavs. Colin Sexton was fantastic this past Friday night, although it was a loss. In 26 minutes, he put up 4 rebounds, 2 assists, and 24 points to go along with that. Jordan Clarkson wasn't great on Friday, but this is only preseason. You only get limited minutes. 10 points uh, in 22 minutes for Clarkson as well. The upcoming schedule for the Cavs, um, they will conclude their preseason this week with two more games, and both of those games are against the Boston Celtics. The Cavs will be in Boston at TD Garden today at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You can catch the game on Fox Sports Ohio, NBA TV. They will be at TD Garden to take on Kemba Walker and the New Look Celtics, who are 2-0 on the preseason so far. The Cavs will then head back home here to Cleveland. I can't say Quicken Loans Arena anymore because it's not Quicken Loans Arena. It's the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. They'll head back there and will host the Celtics this upcoming Tuesday. Tip-off for that game is at 7 p.m. And that game on Tuesday against the Celtics will conclude the preseason for the Cavs. Only 10 more days till the NBA uh, regular season for the Cavs officially begins, they'll be in Orlando to take on the Magic at Amway Center. But we're going to wrap up this preseason uh, this week for the Cavs to those two games against the Celtics. That concludes our NBA news for now, especially on the Cavs. Let's give you a quick update on the um, 2019 MLB postseason. And we have had a lot to go on. A lot of uh, one major upset um, in the National League Division Series as the Washington Nationals, who, yes, eliminated the Cleveland Indians from playoff contention, defeated the um, the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers, who had the best record in the MLB, 3-2, to two, a five-game series win for the Washington Nationals. And now the Nationals have a 2-0 lead in the National League uh, Conference uh, or ch- the National League Conf- Championship Series against the St. Louis Cardinals.
In the American League Championship Series, the New York Yankees have a 1-0 lead over the 2017 World Series champs, the Houston Astros. Houston winning uh, over Tampa Bay 3-2 in their, uh, previ their previous series. Like I said, we will keep you up to date with all of the MLB uh, postseason action, especially with the World Series coming up um, very, very soon. And Browns fans, what is that I hear? Is, is it game day today? I think it is game day. A big day for Browns fans as the Seattle Seahawks are coming to town to First Energy Stadium to take on the Cleveland Browns. Now, it's been a uh, oh, it's been an okay last few weeks for the Browns. We'll start off with their their 40 to 25 win in week 5, uh, or excuse me, no, in week 4 against the Baltimore Ravens, a 40 to 25 win on the road in Baltimore. The uh, the Browns were up 10 to 7 after um, after the first two quarters, and then they poured it on in the third quarter with a 14 to 3 score in that third quarter. The Browns were then able to hold on 16 to 15 in the fourth quarter for a 40 to 25 win over Baltimore. However, the following uh, Monday, on October 7th, the Browns got pummeled, and I mean pummeled, by the San Francisco 49ers, who are now 4-0 on the season. A 3-31 demolishing from uh, was in the hands of the Browns. The Browns, after the first quarter, were down 14 to nothing and scored their only points of the game in the second quarter, uh, 3 points uh, to 7 for, in favor of the 49ers. The 49ers then scored 10 total points in the second half, which led to a blowout win for San Francisco over the Browns. Now, the Browns will look to bounce back this afternoon at 1 o'clock Eastern Time. You can catch the game on Fox against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, that, will be, that game will be, of course, at First Energy Stadium um, in Cleveland. Now, we'll give you a quick two-minute summary from the NFL on the Seattle Seahawks and the Cleveland Browns Week 6 Game Preview. Take a listen to what some of the best analysts of the NFL have to say about the Browns for this afternoon. All right, Buck, this is going to be a big game here. The Seattle Seahawks coming off a big win over the Rams. They go on the road to take on a Cleveland Browns team that just got demolished by the 49ers. Yeah, the Browns got demolished by the 49ers, and they have a short week. You talk about the game plan that the 49ers used to really exploit the Browns' rushing woes. I think it may continue when you see the Seattle Seahawks come into town. The Seattle Seahawks love to run the ball. And I just don't know if a week is enough time for Steve Wilkes to clean this up because a lot of the issues stem from toughness, physicality, everyone being able to fit in the gap. And if they're not able to shore that up, it's going to be a problem against the Seattle Seahawks team that wants to run it, get on the practice field, make it happen. But they have to be better with their run fit, their gap discipline, and really their tackling to be able to deal with this Seattle Seahawks tough running game. 
I know Seattle has to travel in this game, and it's nowhere close to Seattle, so it's a little bit of a haul there to Cleveland. But this is a team coming off Thursday night, so they've got extended rest before they go play a team that's coming off a Monday night road game. I think rest matters in this game, but I also think, look, let's not make this more complicated than it is. Look at the way Baker Mayfield's playing, which has been a roller coaster, up and down all season long, a lot of turnovers. And look at the way Russell Wilson's been playing, mm-hmm. as good as anybody in the league, with on-schedule plays as well as the magic of Russell Wilson with off-schedule plays. I just think the quarterback gap in this game is, is just too wide, even though they're on the road. I like the Seattle Seahawks to go on the road and get a win in this one. Man, it's tough. You talk about the Seattle Seahawks going on the road getting the win. I, I kind of agree with you. I think the Seattle Seahawks are kind of one of those those cream of the crop teams in the NFC. I think they do get the win, and I think we see a full tailspin in Cleveland. You and I, unanimous Seattle Seahawks in this one. And unfortunately, the predictions didn't go as some of us Cleveland sports fans have hoped, but we will see if Baker Mayfield will be able to outsmart and outplay Russell Wilson today. That'll be a huge factor for this afternoon's match. Um, Again, Browns-Seahawks, 1 p.m. Eastern Time from First Energy Stadium in Cleveland. The Browns uh, looking to go 3-3 on the season and get back to to 500. The Seahawks looking to go 5-1 on this young season and let's not forget the NFL trade deadline is on October 29th of this year so a lot of players are going to have to uh, for different teams going to have to uh, perform to their highest level to make sure that they either stay on the team that they'd like or maybe show some potential for another team of course we will keep you updated with the Browns um, standings here. The Browns in the AFC North Division are in second place. The Ravens are 3-2 and two, uh, to take first place of the AFC North. They've, uh, they won their most recent game. The Browns are 0-2 at home. They're in second place in the AFC North, as I mentioned, 2-3 and three on the season. The Browns, and like I said again, 0-2 at home. They're going to look for their first home win in Week 6. A little bit uh, shocking to say that, honestly. But in Week 6, they're going to look for their first home win of the season. On the road, however, the Browns have been uh, doing well. 2-1 and one on the road. That one road loss coming to the hands of the 49ers. The Steelers and Bengals round out that AFC North standing uh standings and uh of course we'll keep you updated with as much browns news as possible uh, the upcoming schedule for the browns includes of course today against the seahawks then next sunday they'll have a huge game against the defending uh super bowl champs the new england patriots on sunday the 27th of october then they'll be in denver to take on the broncos but None of that right now. Now the main focus um, is the Seattle Seahawks. And we'll see what the Browns will be able to pull off this afternoon. And ladies and gentlemen, before I get going um, from today's episode, I do want to let you know that we are on Twitter. And I will be posting an interview I did with Ray Horner, the first episode of Center Court. That's what we're calling the title uh, of the show on WAKR. 
in Akron, 1590 or 93.5 FM. You can tune into the show live at about 6.45 in the morning, and I will be posting um, all of these episodes on my Twitter account and on SoundCloud. They will be on Spotify as well, so you can catch these episodes of Center Court on the go. Now, you may be asking, well, Darius, what is Center Court in this show you have with Ray Horner? Well, it's basically me discussing the Cavs' regular season and, you know, just discussing the week, how they've been playing, who's been performing well. We'll give you weekly updates on the Cavs and how their overall season has been going, as I am now the um, head analyst of the Cleveland Cavaliers on the WAKR radio station. So I will be posting our first episode from this Friday, hopefully in the next few days, and then our next episode, episode two of Center Court, is this upcoming Friday. We'll wrap up the Cavs preseason for you and get you ready for the regular season. But uh, before I go, I just want to let you know, if you haven't been on NordoniaHills.news lately, make sure you check it out. A lot has been going on, especially with all um, of these senior nights going on at Nordonia High School. So make sure you check it out. As I mentioned before, you can ch- um, look at my Twitter channel, at Nordonia Sports is my Twitter handle, or you can type in, type in my name, Darius Sefna, D-A-R-A-Y-U-S-S-E-T-H-N-A. If you can spell it properly, I'll be impressed. If you can pronounce it, I'll be even more uh, impressed. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes our show this week for the Cleveland Sports Show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll keep you up to date next weekend with um, as much Uh, All the sports news that you could ask for with the MLB postseason, the Browns, the Cavs, and of course the MLS Audi Cup playoff. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you very soon.